Hi, uh, my name is Raf. I am playing Grinner, a barbarian human uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Jared. I, um, I'm playing the character of Luther. Uh, he's a Dampier. Uh, he is a fighter that specializes in firearms, bit of an investigator, and I am the great, great, great uncle of uh, Grinner. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Tithla, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz. I'm playing uh, Theodore Ursa, the satyr druid, who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid who's unwillingly taken Tifla un under his under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months. G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, to have, uh, finding out the best and worst in this world, and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism. And I'm Owen, the Dungeon Master of our Curse of Strahd campaign. Hello! 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 Welcome back to the Lost Archives and Curse of Strahd, the premier horror campaign for Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. Now, before we get too into the session, we are a man down tonight, unfortunately. Poor, weak immune system. Jared himself has failed to outlast a simple cold. It has infected him, and it is a man cold, and he is stretch a bit scratchy and he can't talk. So he's not joining us tonight. I shouldn't make light of that. He's sick. He can't join us. We probably shouldn't yeah, get into I mean, that. the poor guy while he can't defend himself. He's yeah. putting his health first. That's something fruit. we should all strive to. The best, the best bit is, of course, with his knee still being damaged, I can insult him from a distance away and then run away before he can like do anything about it. So it's perfect. Um, no, Jared, Jared is... Walk will do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, very true. Um, obviously, Jared is uh, is sick at the moment. He will not be joining us tonight. I will play the character of Luther. We wish him a speedy, speedy recovery. Um, do we though? All... What was that? Sorry. Do we though? <laughs> I think we do. Uh, in, I in was the... nodding. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I think Tom's head said yes, but his eyes said meh. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. Um, we are obviously uh, making making fun of Jared because we love him. Uh, there's a there's a very strong part of Australian culture where people who you like the most you call a total bastard. People who are actually shit you call them a bit of a bastard. It's a little bit backward in Australia. I don't think many other countries have that, and so sometimes people watching from international places get a bit confused when we're like absolutely destroying someone who we profess to be friends with and go like oh my god this is bullying. Like, no no no, we do actually genuinely profess affection here in Australia that way. Um, but it is also bullying. It's also bullying, it's, and it's very yeah. self-destructive. Um, definitely not the sort of behaviour we should be encouraging, nor modelling for people to uh, to take on. But um, here, yeah, we here we are. Here we are. <laughs> and <laughs> we is... won't stop. That whole toxic masculinity <laughs> thing, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Jacob. Well well identified. Um <laughs> So I will I will play the character of Luther tonight, and I will be uh, I'll be controlling his character while Jared is away. Um, other fun announcements. Um, oh, thank you everybody who has been uh, smashing the watch hours on YouTube. We recently just passed ninety thousand watch hours. Thank you so so much. Amazing. Um, I believe the most recent subscriber count for those of you uh, who are on YouTube is seven hundred and seventy-five. We are so close 
to that golden 1k so if you are watching on youtube uh, if, and you want to help us out we would be very much appreciative if you could hit that subscribe button most of you in fact i think it's 38 percent of you are absolute bloody legends and have already hit that button we are so appreciative to you thank you so much if you're not one of those people that's okay you can still become a legend at any point in time by hitting that subscribe button um how so can we drop a link to make that easier how can we drop a link to make that easier? Um, drop a I link, Owen. Think, I Get think it's already numbers. in the description below and already on the about page of the Twitch Good. thing. I believe we have an, a, a little um, channel command, but I can't remember what it is in this moment, which shows the level of professionalism that we bring to <laughs> this uh, form of entertainment. The other thing I've recently discovered is that um, I recently... Uh, had a quick look back at some of the videos and discovered I had been categorizing them as entertainment, not gaming, which has not been the right location. So I had a fun afternoon uh, re-establishing the correct, uh, <laughs> correct type for every video I've uh, ever published. That was fun. <laughs> we are not entertaining. That is that is that is for sure. Yeah. That had to be taken out ASAP. That is uh, an inappropriate, uh, inappropriate. We cannot mislead the viewers. It is now gone. <laughs> Um, no, so, and I realized that so I I'll stop been... reporting all the videos now then. Great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, now, let me do a quick recap. We'll jump into the session and uh, get underway. So, the newest team of the Tempest Adventuring Guild have found themselves lost in the dangerous realm of Barovia. Trapped by strange magics, the group have now traveled westward, away from the sinister castle, which reportedly houses the immortal ruler of these lands. Successfully arriving in the town of Alaki, the group have now been drawn into an investigation to locate the missing bones of a saint, said to confer protection to the town. Along the way, way, the group also teamed up with a gnome sorcerer, Raspit, who was searching for a lost item, a ring, uh, which seemed to be in the care of Lady Fiona Wachter, who also was rumored to uh, have much to gain from the acquisition of the bones. Previously, the group actually pretty much wiped out the Wachter family after receiving an invitation to visit there, which Raspip used as an opportunity to launch a surprise attack on the Lady Wachter. With only Nikolai and his younger sister currently left alive, the group have taken a quick breath now that Raspip has recovered his ring and departed from the manor. Learning that Stella's mind was broken after only spending a week with the family of the Burgomaster Vargas Falakovich, and that her brother Nikolai wanted to take her to the Abbey at Kresik, the party now plan on journeying there with him to heal Tithla too, right after they investigate the Burgomaster. Before all of this though, the team headed back to Father Lucian Petrovich to return the now recovered bones of St. Andrew. We left off last session as the team decided to investigate the Velakovich household, the household of the current mayor and burgomaster of the town. Theodore and Jonor infiltrated the manor house with Theo disguised as a roach doing a little circuit of the manor, while Jonor pretended to be a visiting scholar slash book merchant. The story changed at different points during that particular uh, infiltration. Um, he did, however, manage to successfully weigh, uh, make his way into the house and meet with the butler. However, his line of questioning and inconsistent story uh, triggered some suspicions, forcing Jonor to use the suggestion spell to get a message to the son, Victor, uh, after it was revealed that uh, Victor, the son of uh, Baron Vargas Velakovich, might have been acquiring some uh, textbooks that contained spells of a darker nature. Unfortunately, it was at this point, after Jonor had successfully gotten his message delivered, that the plan began to fall awry uh, a bit more seriously. On his way out of the front doors of the manor, Jonor unfortunately drew the attention of some of the guards 
who when they questioned him as to what he was doing there, uh, he failed to provide a particularly compelling answer. We left off last session as Jonor felt a stern hand clap onto his back, pulling him close and pulling his shoulders in as a familiar voice boomed from behind him. Well, what are these frowns doing here? What is going on? As Jonor turns and looks into the face of Baron Vargas Velakovich, the Burgomaster of Velaki. That is where we left off. We are going to jump straight back in. Jonor, as you turn around, I can see Tom, you're pulling what can only be described as an insane grin. Um, fantastic. <laughs> Jonor, very as Joker-esque. Very Joker-esque. <laughs> we live in as, a society. As Jonor <laughs> spins around with this very large smile plastered across his face, Jonor, you watch as the guard mimics you exactly, only half a second behind you, quickly pulling out a really big smile as the Baron uh, essentially just walks up right behind you and clasps a hand on each of your shoulders. You can see another arm is around the uh, shoulders of the guard. The Baron, uh, I'll do another physical description for those who might not remember, uh, a rather short man, just under 5'8", with black hair graying at the top, um, pulled back into almost like a... Um, a sort of like semi-bun, the hair receding rapidly away from his forehead, giving him quite a uh, an elongated uh, head appearance. Quite sallow, pale skin, eyes actually ringed with quite dark rings, quite contrary to the insane smile plastered across his face, eyes wide open, almost slightly bulging out of his head. You can see these large lines formed around the side of his cheek from the sheer act of smiling so often. Dressed in red flowing robes and wearing this massive golden chain around his neck, the Baron is surprisingly strong for a man who looks to be in his 60s. Um, as he sees you both smile, he immediately cocks his head and goes, Oh! <gasps> Silly me. Perhaps I made a mistake. I could have sworn I thought I saw a frown. But no, you two look to be having a great time. <gasps> well, what is going on? How can the mayor, how can the burgomaster of Valaki help you today, eh? The guard sort of looks like this. Um, sir, I was just questioning this, uh, this individual as to their uh, actions here <laughs> in the in the town and, and what they were doing uh, here while the others were assembling the wreaths. They seemed to just be wandering around. Oh, I'm sure that's not the case, right, my boy? As the uh, the Burgomaster turns towards you, Jonah, and fixes you with a, uh, a slightly unfocused stare. <laughs> Hi, I was observing this uh, wonderful wicker that was in this front yard. Oh, yes, we're getting ready for the Festival of the Blazing Sun. Say, I don't recognize your face. Are you a newcomer here in Balaki? I am a new one, yes. <gasps> well, and you already know the power of the smile. <gasps> they say smiles go for miles, and you have come from miles with a smile. As he stares at you again, and you watch as his left eye, Jonah, slowly drifts inward while the right <laughs> one stays fixed upon you, which I will now demonstrate. As he just oh. stares at you, like... Bonkers. Yeah. What uh, what can be done to make this uh, sun wicker even better? 
Are you saying you're here to help us make it? Oh, so wonderful! Do you have any special skills with crafting wood into large flammable objects? I'm sure I'd be able to help. That is the spirit. See, he wants to help! As the guard sort of like nods and goes, Yes, sir, but uh, I was just going to question. Uh, he seemed to have come from inside the manor, but didn't, wasn't carrying any uh, any sticks or twigs. <gasps> oh, no! Did you not want to help? I was just trying to locate the twigs to put him in here. I'm, uh, I'm glad we were told where, where they are. Inside! Look! And he points. Uh, and you can see a line of people emerging from inside the manor, carrying these bundles of, of twigs and uh, sticks out towards the group who are assembling the uh, the giant wreath. Well, uh, I think smiles go for miles, and this uh, this giant wreath will look fantastic. I'll, uh, I'll go help. <gasps> Wonderful. Actually, you could maybe help me with a task. Sure. <laughs> I need someone to go and fetch me some pouches of oil. Waterproof pouches, of course, to put inside the wreath so when we light it on fire, it looks great. Oh, that'll look even more like a sun. That'll be uh, that'll be glorious. I can go get that for you. Fantastic. If you just head inside, I think they're in my study. Okay. I'm sorry, are we literally on a fetch quest right now? <laughs> you watch as uh, Joe knows the like, HUD just pops up with like, <laughs> quest, quest started. Zero um, of five oils. <laughs> I can go get you your two oils. There's a, there's a sudden like spinning of your mini-map, Jonah, as it reorients back to north and then a couple of little <clears throat> points appear on it in the top left-hand corner. Great! Perfect. You better go get them quickly. It would be a shame if we had to squeeze them through. It's better when there's lots of gaps in the twigs to fit the oil pouches in. Okay, uh, which stairs to take? Just the main ones. I like how Jonah's now starting to like imitate the <laughs> Baron's voice. <laughs> there's no... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but you know what He's though? Infectious. As a social technique, mirroring someone is the best way to gain their trust really quickly. Um, just, some, just some little fun like psychology tricks for everyone. Um, yeah, if you, if you mirror someone often, it'll be an easy way to start gaining their trust. Jonah's literally just doing this. I love it. Um, it works, Jonah. <laughs> as, the, as the Baron like knows, like, oh, fantastic. Yeah, just the main stairs, straight upstairs. Take a left hand turn. You if say. you speak to my butler, he'll take, I tell you what, I'll take you to my butler right now. Sounds good. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, and with that, um, the Baron says to God, it's okay, he's with me now. I will take him inside and you can ask him questions later, okay? The guard sort of nods and goes, uh, of course, of course, Your Honor. Yep. Sounds good, sir. And begins backing away. Jonor. And as we as we start moving, so yeah. we depart from the guard. Yeah, heading back towards and I'm the I'm alone with him. Yep. Once I get an eyesight of the stairs, yep. I'll say, Oh, just uh, just there. I can go there. I'll let you continue watching over the uh, construction of the giant wicker. I believe uh, that should be a simple task. Oh, no, I better introduce you to my butler. Otherwise, he won't not to let you upstairs. I told him to not let anyone upstairs. Oh, well, yeah, that's uh, that's a very uh, common sense strategy. <laughs> cool. Uh, with that, Jonah, you are led inside the landing. As you pass by the rows of people uh, heading back uh, into the the side antechamber where the sticks and twigs are piled up high, 
At this um, point. So does he yep. have his hand on me, the shoulder? No, he doesn't. And are there any, are there any windows <laughs> which I can see that are open yep. that a man could jump out of? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, the windows are not large enough for a person to jump out of without taking some of the glass with them. There are a number of windows that are partially open to let fresh air through. Um, Theodore, you're still in roach form at this stage. Yeah, I believe I was running around with my uh, natural one in perception, not yeah. absorbing any information from from my reconnaissance. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, roach reconnaissance. You're still like wandering around, <laughs> not really sure like where you are. As you move into a room, it's really dark, and your compound eyes are giving you a lot of trouble making out any of the details of what's around you. Um, so I would say at this stage, as as you hear. Jonor stepping back in and you can hear his voice again and this this very echoey booming voice probably that's as you finish your little walk around the downstairs without really finding anything of too much consequence as you get back towards the staircase where you'd left Jonor yeah I'd probably just scurry back up and get back into his his scarf a pocket roach would you like to make me a stealth check to see if you are noticed doing this what would the I need the I need roach stats for that then. Roach decks. I will quickly pull open. Uh, maybe I could find. Is there a? There's a giant roach. All right. In that case, then let's do just a spider's stats because, to be honest, right, I think I a roach and a spider would probably have very similar levels of stealth when running around. Would you like me to send that to you right now? Uh, also, yeah. is anybody else I getting would. like people pyre vibes for this big wreath? Let's go. Oh, it's it's called the Festival of the Blazing Sun. That's yeah. Come on, obviously going to be above board. It's good okay. things. Okay. When has blazing ever been bad? Well, yeah. not in my experience. <laughs> Still, I, I, I got I got the spider stats. There we go. Perfect. Actually, get a plus four to stealth. Uh, and the blazing. <laughs> Alrighty. Um. As you As we... begin scurrying back up the rope, you immediately move the inside of, of the... You move to the inside pant leg of Jonor's uh, clothing. Jonor, there's this, like, tickling movement down near your ankle, and as you sort of go to kick it, you see the roach moving back up inside, running up the inside of your clothes. I'd say that you would remember your <clears> companion <throat> has turned into a roach and is exploring the inside of the uh, of the manor at this point. So probably your panic does not kick in. Fantastic. Um, but the roach sort of scurries up the inside, tickles you a little bit, and then gets back into your scarf. Oh, where has my butler gone? It's so weird. Normally he stays right where I tell him to. And at that moment, footsteps begin coming from down the stairs, sort of hurriedly jogging down as the butler emerges from the upstairs landing. Um, he's at dressed this point, in- I'm going yep. to do a... Oh, I don't have thaumaturgy. I thought I did. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, okay. getting ready to scurry the fuck to, back out of this one. I'm <laughs> going to go well. Use a uh, minor illusion. Um, I'm going to create my best impersonation of the um, uh, sun wicker um, that was being created outside, and just plonk it on the right hand side. So our doorway, where we've walked through, I imagine we're now just in the front of the door. So I'm going to just create one on the right hand side. Um, so it looks there to distract him. Okay. Um, first off, I'll get you to quickly make me a stealth check because I believe Minor Illusion has both verbal and somatic components, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, somatic and yeah. Um, M and S. 
Yes. Yeah, so material oh, and somatic. So no verbal, and just material and somatic. Um, sure. That's going to be a bit easier yeah, then. Okay. If, if it doesn't have verbal, if it's just material and somatic, it's not as bad. <laughs> if it's all yeah. three, it's really, it's much harder. Uh, uh, let's go a stealth. a stealth check. I just want to see how stealthy you are. 20! Jonor, <clears throat> you are really, really good at covert spellcraft. As you quickly reach into one of the pockets of your robes, you quickly pull out the material components, uh, which for minor illusion, I believe, is like some sand or something, and then... Pocket sand. Pocket sand. <laughs> um, as you quickly pull out the material components from your spell casting pouch, from your component pouch, you quickly pull them up, your sleeves kind of obscuring your hands as you create these very intricate movements, holding them just out of sight of the Baron before you then release the spell, creating this wreath that sort of shimmers into existence over towards that right-hand side. Do you then point to kind of like draw attention to it, or are you just hoping it naturally draws attention? Um, I was hoping for... I was going to do this and then okay. do a message. Okay. I was going to do that and message him and say, because uh, it's just a whisper, it's undirectional. Yeah. It's like, is that a second wicker on the right? Okay. So I'm casting a second spell. I imagine I have to do that subtly as well. I, I'm happy to take your previous stealth. Just so you know, though, this is going to happen as the, because uh, that's going to take six seconds to quickly cast that uh, that Absolutely. spell. So I'll let you know Absolutely. when your, your, your message comes into effect. <laughs> Just as you yep. finish creating your illusionary wreath, Jonor, the butler gets to the top of the stairs and, like, starts and looks down at you and then goes, Oh, sir, I was just coming to find you about this individual. I, I was going to quickly... Jonor, that's when your message goes off. Um, I'm going to um, turn to him. So my right side is covered, is not invisible to the butler. Yep. I'm going to turn to the um the uh, burgomaster yep. and pointed him with my right hand okay. and say is that a wicker on the on, on the right side of the building okay perfect <laughs> as you pointed him and say that he sort of like hears your whisper and looks like it's no need to whisper in this house oh my goodness look at that finished wreath it is so beautiful um the butler sort of like turns and sees this squints and goes Quite, sir. Uh, there was something I needed to speak to you about, with, sir, about concerning that individual there. Um, the burgomaster at this point going, Oh, it's so beautiful. Jonor, can I get you to please roll me? I just want to see how good this illusion is. So sure, what is sure. your, what's your spell save DC? Oh, spell save DC. I will go to my spells. I believe it'll 15. be like 15, yeah. The burgomaster... <laughs> the burgomaster goes oh you watch as a tear rolls down his cheek gets caught in the smile lines and like goes into his mouth before dripping out his lower lip it is so beautiful oh as he stares down at this wreath and as he sort of like is bends it? down yeah then okay. so is, has he moved towards it at this point i'm basically yes. waiting he, he for turns towards the side to look at it yeah if once there's a gap between me and him um, and I think of enough room to run out the door and jump and flap my human, my, my celestial wings. That's what I'm doing. So at that point, that's what I want to be able to do. Third person out of there. Are I'm you going to? Okay. So, so you're going to quit. You're also going to activate your, uh, your ASMR, um, ability to get you the, how, how long do you get flight for? I think it's like, it's not very uh, long. It's like, I think it's a minute. It's not too bad. A minute's okay. I thought for, 
in my mind, I was like, I thought it was only like two or three rounds of combat. If it's 10 rounds of combat, you're, you're going to be One fun. minute. One minute. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and you're going to fly out of there, are you? Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> I'm not going direct. I'm going side of the building just to get as obscure as possible. That is absolutely fantastic. Uh, does anything else manifest when you activate your, your when you basically sort of like tap into your they celestial? Are wings that just like pop out the back. So there'd be the, the general golden glow that would roll over uh, Jonal. Um, yep. Wings pop out the side. Um, I imagine it's a get to the door, jump, wings then fluff out and uh, yeah. Amazing. Does there anything else, anything else happen with you? Does your, do your eyes glow? Does your hair glow? Is there anything, any other like signs of your angelic nature or just these two massive wings just go poof out the back of you in this sort of puff of feathers and you take off? I, I really do think it's just limited to the um, the shining gold and the yep. shining shimmering feathers. Feathers. Amazing. Um, as you as you run and activate that ability and begin like jumping into the air and flapping these enormous white wings that shoot out from your back, sort of almost like partially transparent, and they don't rip through your clothing. They almost like pass through it as if they're partially intangible. This golden glow shining from within you as the people below cover their eyes in surprise the dark gloom of barovia meaning that their uh eyes aren't really well adjusted to this sudden burst of light shining from you journal as you take off the guards sort of like stop and stare looking as this essentially to them an angel rises from the burgomaster's manner and begins like flapping up before turning around the side of the building and taking off as quickly as he can um i'm going to get everyone else uh, so Tithla and Grinner, could you please roll me a perception or investigation check to see how much of this shenanigan you can observe going on? <laughs> I'm not sure if there's anything else just... that would be going on. I also think that Tithla oh. wouldn't stop talking, <laughs> so I'm going to roll it with disadvantage. <laughs> that is absolutely fine. 24 Tithla. 22 no, Tithla. 22. <laughs> 22. It's good. Bad. I got a six, but roll 20 just pooed itself, so bear with me. Nope, that's okay. Six, uh, not so great, Grinner. Probably With you're not more... shutting up, I'm sure she would just narrate I've just been what listening she's observing. To like, yeah, it's, yeah that's where the disadvantage went. <laughs> I was about to say, Grinner, you've really been trying your best, but Tithla's been talking into your ear now for the last almost solid hour, and there's a point where your ears have just shut off in protest um, and are no longer conveying that auditory signal to your brain. Yep, forgiveness I is reaching a point. that Tisla, though, <laughs> would have been trying to talk about things that she thinks you would be interested in. So she wouldn't, have, she wouldn't be very good at it, but she'd be trying to talk about the shiny sword and whether the dagger was too sharp and you know things like that i think that's where her understanding of things that you like um <laughs> sort of where, and she's trying to talk about it she's trying to does, get there it's like does make sense to talk about weapons with the man who literally carries no weapons <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. pointedly doesn't do that it's yeah. um it's synaptic fatigue isn't it owen where you, <laughs> your, your sense just stops yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, as Tithla suddenly goes, ah, and looks up, Tithla, you watch as this golden figure 
looks a little bit similar to Jonor. Suddenly starts rising from the ground, flapping with these beautiful white angel wings before sort of trying to shoot around the side of the building. And there's a brief moment where your brain sort of like struggles to process the information before... Oh yeah, that was Jonor that you just saw flapping up out of the... <laughs> As Luther turns and um, goes... So do you think... What, what was that? Uh, do you think you've ever like... I know you use lots of weapons, but have you thought about maybe just trying like a leg chair or a chair leg or maybe a... a a Jonor. Have you ever tried hitting anyone with a Jonor? I'm sorry. Was that Jonor? What? 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 Fuck. Yeah. Are you still fucking one. talking? Question pretty, one. Pretty sure I just right. saw our friend Jonor just 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 fly out of that building like some sort of like bird person. Yeah, <laughs> but also, have you tried to hit anyone with Jonor? I think that's. Oh. I've tried hitting people with people, but sorry, Luther, okay, what? That counts. I'm sorry, Jonor yeah, was just, just... You saw that too, Tithra, right? Well, I mean, it couldn't have been Jonor because they were like big wings and they were silver and it just wouldn't make any sense. Surely, did you hit me, well, no, That would make it, more sense. Well, I, I thought about it, to be honest, over the last 15 minutes of this conversation. I fucking I, thought about it. I appreciate that it took you that long to start thinking about it. Well, no, it didn't take me that long. It's taken me that long to resist hitting you, mate. But anyway, Jodo doesn't have wings, though. Well, that's why it couldn't be him. Well, we've no, we've but seen him what do if something. Took off. We've seen him do something similar. He he manifested wings in the fight with those uh, ladies who wanted to cook us into a pie. Oh, oh Grinny, you wouldn't you wouldn't remember that, Grinny. Yeah. You were you were fucking out of you were off your tits. <laughs> And, was, and the was, one that I got eaten by an oven and have been horribly disfigured like you this. You might have been no, a bit distracted as well. Out, yeah. yeah, you might have yeah. been a bit distracted as well. No, Jono's done this before. He was like flapping up against the roof like some sort of trapped pigeon. Sure, but how the <laughs> fuck does he do that though, right? Like he, he, It takes a, a genuine amount of strength to take off with wings. <laughs> uh, these gonna, these are gonna... really good questions. We should probably ask him when we catch up to him. He has just flown I... out of the Burgomaster's mouth. It looks like there's some Buildings. people getting getting a bit like upset around there i can see some guards getting a bit upset should we like maybe move I, away and well before that i need it on record that we need to have a conversation as a group about hidden talents and hidden abilities because clearly <laughs> i don't understand what's going on you all know everything that i can do everything that we can do and apparently that just honestly hasn't been shared grinner i think we all understand what's going on with you and your love of weapons i have um, to assume no one else is hiding anything about their character from us everyone else is Luther, honest Luther very pointedly begins walking away and uh, towards <laughs> where he saw Jonor disappear around the side of a building. No, no, no. Let's do this character development right now, Luther. Come <laughs> I'll come with you. I'll follow you. Luther turns around, hisses like a snake and scuttles up the wall like a fucking lizard. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Cannon. Do um, it's cannon. He doesn't. He doesn't do that. Um, That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Luther, Luther just goes, um, um, we should probably catch up to Jonor. I'm just going to keep walking. <laughs> Not a walls, just walking, normal, like a normal person. Okay, why I don't know why that? you would say that. That's a weird thing to point out specifically, but okay. You've got to be specific Jodor sometimes, Tithla. Uh, Jodo, where are you flying? Because uh, <laughs> this seems really important information. As he transforms in a city that hates things that transform. <laughs> to be fair, though, to be fair, though, sprouting angelic wings and glowing with a soft golden light out of all the things he could do, probably one of the safer ones. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> Transforming into a bear, not so great. <laughs> that that one's a bit more dangerous. Um, Basically, you're on the local board. 
the local block of uh, buildings. I'm going to go two over, start getting low, and find a landing pad. Just backyard of a nearby building. Brilliant. Um, somewhere where I think there's people not nearby. Okay, uh, that's easily done. As you drop into, essentially, um, it's actually, they're probably the best place for you. If you were heading around the side of the Valaki house, um, it wouldn't have taken you more than like a couple of flaps to head in the direction of the border fence. The Valaki house not actually being quite close to that southern fence that, um, Can that you rings the, the whole town. Can you ping the Valaki for me, please? What was it, sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you Let ping me. the mana for me? I can ping that mana, you son of a gun. Let me just do that right now. Can you see that? No, you can't see that, can you? Because all of you are looking at me like I am speaking garbage. How about that? Can you see that ping? No. What if I ping no. it now? Can you see that ping? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Why didn't you do that from the hey. start? <laughs> I did. I was on the wrong layer. Um... <laughs> Jonor, as you as you begin like moving towards the south, flying down, I mean, you, you get four or five houses and then drop behind one of the main, um, what looks to be almost like a tenement building, a couple of apartment-style uh, rooms set up on this very rickety-looking, quite tall townhouse. And as you drop into the backyard, which is not fenced and borders onto the other backyards, I mean, the backyard itself, you can see there's an open fire pit where they've burned some junk uh you can see that there is like a, a wagon up on its uh, up on bricks in the back corner as well <laughs> nice uh, thank you a horse up on bricks with its shoes taken <laughs> uh as you head around the back of this tenement house there's a number of like wagon wheels stacked in a corner um you, you sort of land as the as the minute draws to a close and your wings fade back in Suck back in yeah um grinner theodore tithler and luther uh, rushing down the side street, heading in the same direction that you've I mean, flown. I'm still on the scarf. Oh, sorry, you're still on the cut. Sorry, so <laughs> yeah. just Grinner, Tithler, and Theodore rushing down the side street towards you. In that case, then, yeah, so uh, Theodore and Jonah, you've got, you've probably got like a minute or two before the party catch up to you. Theodore, are you still staying as Roach? What are you doing? Yeah, I'll remain as Roach for for as long as I can, just on the off chance I need to do some more, more infiltrating. Some more Roaching. Probably Absolutely. find him, just like pat him and just make sure he's still in place stroke, stroke probably fell into the shoe or something i don't think i like the phrase stroke the roach um, it sounds like a euphemism doesn't it i'm really uh, against that phrase that might that might be a euphemism it's certainly not a myphemism i don't i don't approve of that i don't like it um, you don't stroke your roach i don't like the phrasing of it um i, I protest i protest it um, in this case, Why? you are literally, Jonah literally pats his friend wild-shaped into the form of a cockroach. <laughs> I don't know why you keep picking roaches, but whatever. Um, questions for another Versatile. time. Versatile. I kill him. Yeah, That's not true. To kill. That's not impossible. true. No, it's Science definitely not true. It says immortal. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's why he gave you a spider, not a real cockroach. He didn't want you to break cockroach the game. Wrong. CR20 yeah. cockroach. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to move on because uh, the rebuttal for that is I'm so obvious that there's no point even bothering. Cockroach um, ask who wins, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I do, cockroach. If you, if you can't find the cockroach and all that's left is this destroyed city and the Tarask is also gone, I can, the roach <laughs> Cockroach wins. Cockroach win. Cockroach wins, okay. Um, yeah, fine. Uh, okay, perfect. So you stay, you stay in roach form. Jono, um, it doesn't take too long for the rest of the party to rush around bes- behind the buildings. Luther kind of leading the charge, realizing that 
as you headed around the back of the manor, you probably weren't going to be heading onto any main roads and leading Grinner and Tithler uh, down through the streets and into the, the backyard fencing over towards the edge of the Palisade Wall. As soon as they spot you, uh, you see Luther rush up, shaking his head and go, Jonah, what, what, what happened there, buddy? Like, <laughs> We've got some, uh, I got some good news and some bad news. Good I news bet you've got is, some uh, bad news. We got the stockyard uh, tonight. I think I might have said midnight. Um, we might be meeting with uh, our Victor. So um, that's very good. We'll prepare ourselves for that occasion. Okay. And other preparations, including me uh, hiding my presence in the, every single town guard here, changing clothes, you know, every sort of uh, hiding I can do possible. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, mate. Uh, flying across the fucking town's probably not very uh, incon uh, in uh, incongruent. Very incongruent. Yeah. Yeah. I think look, you're looking I think, for inconspicuous. Um, I think you're looking for inconspicuous. Incongruent's not the word. That's not the right word there. <laughs> don't tell um, me what I'm looking for. Yeah, you don't know us. Uh, you're not okay. our real dad. Uh, Wait, what? That's Damo. I think we know that. <laughs> Daddy Damo will come back for us one day. <laughs> <laughs> and also, where did the wings come from? Yeah, right. Uh, can I prod his back? Are there holes in the back of his... No holes in the back of his clothes. In fact, his robes look undisturbed. Oh. Tithler lifts well, up the back to try and see them. Because clearly they're his. <laughs> so Jonor... Jonor... No. <laughs> Jonor is... Jonor is wearing pants. Regret. Jonor's, <laughs> Jonor's outfit does include pants. It's not so much a robe as it is like an, an overcoat. Uh, at the top with like coattails but you can lift up the coattail but he's still wearing a shirt tucked in underneath or a tunic tucked in underneath I'm pretty sure uh, on the character right, you've got like a three layered outfit the scarf the coat and then the undershirt yeah I'm just looking at it now yeah so I mean you, you can lift, up, lift up the coattails and there's a shirt there Tithler that you can see do they are they blending in with the shirt is that what this is no, are they the same colour they're my um, they're my Asimar wings I'm actually uh, part celestial did, did, I'm sorry I, what haven't haven't you um known this? So no, I'm actually how would I know this? There's like okay, well, in my uh, my family bloodline, there's uh, a bit of a heritage going on where I've You're got a, a bit of celestial in me. No, I'm not. I'm not a god, but you know, the, I who knows where our heritage came from. I all I've got is god, a couple of little freaky with the god. Can a I couple roll of abilities. The fuck and... is that? Uh, sure, that would probably be a arcana or his. No, I'd say nature or history check. Sorry, please go on with your description of of your family lineage. Yeah, well, my uh, my family's got a little bit of a celestial dropped in there. So what that means is that I get a there's little hints of uh, their abilities. So my um, I can just cast light whenever I want because you know celestial is good and light. What? And these wings, they you, you've seen angelless wings before, so there's just little bits and dabbles of, of that in me. So. No, you know, mate, I've never yeah. seen an angel with fucking wings before. No, I've never seen an angel without wings either. Well, I've never yeah. seen a fucking angel. Well, I've never seen one with four wings. Well, um, I can, you know, next time we go to a library, I mean, this place isn't the best library, but there's heaps <laughs> of them. <laughs> library. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, book Just smart. Just laughing you know, at the concept of the written benefits. word there, quite a fan. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Booksmart's pretty handy there, Tithla. I'm sure I could do you pretty good. Yeah, yeah maybe if you had someone who <laughs> bought somebody to do the research for you. <laughs> Race the low shelves! <laughs> A child! I can't, I can't tell, I can't tell if it's Jacob. 
I can't have a Jacob or Tith Monell laughing. I feel like Jacob just is his character. I think Jacob's just shit himself. <laughs> he broke himself with a pretty low caliber joke. I've never seen a man. He's an appalling caliber joke. Possibly the worst joke we've had. I've never seen a man laugh at his own joke so much as well. Like, he's actually gone red from it. Like, he's, he's swaying. Really he's really, he almost couldn't get it out. He was laughing so hard at his own joke. <laughs> Normally that's me. He's gonna pull out a book and show something that's got an angel on the page and oh, well, it's kind of kind of like me. If you want to read more books, this. I do pictures. like the idea of it's like a, a biblically accurate angel from <laughs> the Bible, where it's like these the rings of eyes and then like wings. nine wings emerging from the sides of it. I do like the idea of it being like the old Old Testament style, like. <laughs> Oh, this is a protector. <laughs> you show off like these rings of eyeballs just go <laughs> around this central core of light. That's quite, that would be yep. quite funny. Well, I am uh, Asamir, so is it Asamir or Samar? However how you want to pronounce it. ASMR. Well, I'm not going to know either way. <laughs> Whatever you say is what it is, because this is all new to me. Grinner. Yeah, well, that's how I got my wings. History check of eight. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, you've heard <laughs> legends of, of, like, occasionally people having um, traits of the divine. You, you've heard of you've heard of uh, Asimar before. It's not, not that weird. I mean, you don't know much about them, but you've heard of them. You know, there are sometimes people born who sometimes might have, like, glowy golden eyes or, like, a, a little, like, halo that hovers above this little, like, zone of light. You, so, so they are, like, an established race I oh guess. yeah like yeah it happens on it happens on nostea the, the the world you guys are all from it happens like there's not a really well set pattern no one really understands fully where they come from but anyone from any race can have asmr traits and they can be born with this like, contact with the divine um, and is that safe to say that they're kind of the polar opposite of tieflings in that regard not in terms of like i, I guess in a way not the polar opposite of tieflings more like the celestial version of tieflings like very similar to tieflings in every way but rather than having this ancient demonic heritage it's an ancient celestial heritage again tieflings on nostea are a little bit different tieflings are like their own established people whereas asmr can be born to any person and, and if you're the child of an asmr that's not necessarily a guarantee you'll be an asmr um so it's it's not quite the you. same yeah, it's not quite the same, but but similar sort of lines. Like that, you're not you're not a, you're okay. not too far off the path there. And, and but for, with an eight, actually, Grin is like yeah, just like just no opposite, opposite of a tiefling, right? It's just sort of like an anti tiefling, an anti tiefling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, an asymmetrical. Yeah, that perfect. Yeah. That's with an eight, Grinner. That's what. Yeah, you're like yeah, I've heard of these folks before. Asymmetricals. Yeah, yeah. They got horns yeah, and stuff like sometimes. That? You're uh, you're quite perceptive, Grinner. I appreciate that. That's um that's yeah, nice nice way to put it. All right. Um, so yeah, no, I I'd also actually, do that. I do want to tell you guys more about it, but I actually uh, we should get some clothes to um to cloak me up or um get get some of the raggedy things. I look around for uh you know clothes being hung out to poach. Oh yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna quickly make me a perception or investigation check? I just want to see how <laughs> like what sort of stuff you find. But yeah. There are clotheslines just strung up. 17, Journal. As you look over towards your right, you can see what looks to be a series of probably sheets that have been hung up to to dry after being washed. But also hanging on the line with them is this grey length of fabric that, I mean, if you were to wrap it around, you probably would do as a pretty good cloak. 
it's long enough that it would hide most of you from view. The hood could be pulled up to kind of disguise your face. And the color is this very sort of like nondescript gray. It looks like maybe it was once uh, used to cover something, maybe as like a tarpaulin, but the cloth that it's made of is this very heavy wool. Uh, probably be quite warm under there as well. Great. Um, I grab one of those. The next time I see um, a bit of water, yeah. I'm going to dunk it in some dirt, muddy up the hair as well. Uh, yeah, Tithu, what's what's that? What what are you doing? Um, I'm going to try and... Uh, so you need to be stealthy sometimes, and you're not trying to be caught. Um, no, you might no, know a little yep. bit about it. So I do. I, mean, I know a little bit, yeah. So a good thing is like putting camouflage on. I'm, I'm camouflaged in like the urban environment. Yeah, but Jonor, oh, somebody owns those things. Yeah. I'm quite enjoying Jonor yeah. for explaining how to hide to a rogue. <laughs> <laughs> quite enjoying that. Yeah, um, um, well, I mean, I'm open to other ideas. What do you think? Well, let's figure this one out on the fly, okay? Yeah, well, what do you well, want? Why don't we start by putting, you know, other people's property back where it came from? Yeah, right. What the fuck you do? You don't steal shit. Okay, uh, yeah, sorry. That's my, my mistake. All right, he's we're trying. We don't need to do the language. He's trying. I don't think. I'm learning. I, yeah, all right. You know what? I'm. I'm not. I've learned today. We're all learning things today. Okay. Today I could, um, well, I could flick my coat upside down, and then I imagine it's white again. Look, I, yeah, I take yeah. my my military coat off and hand it out. It's something different. I don't know. Maybe it'll fucking. You can use my little cloak too. What, it's a hood. It to you. It's a, yeah. It's like a turban. That's sort of a bib. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a more, yeah, bib. It's more of a bib as you like put it around. The the military cloak coat that uh, Grinner hands you, Jonor. Grinner's, mm. Grinner's quite a tall fellow. This sits, and, and much more broad shoulder than you are. As this sits on you, um, you kind of are a bit lost in it. It, kind of, it makes you almost look like a child wearing an adult's jacket. Even though you're not that much shorter than Grinner, just... The breadth of the shoulders. I mean, this was designed and made for him, or tailored, tailored at least in part for him at some point in the distant past, and it fits him very well. It does not fit you very well. You are kind of like lost. The negative, yeah. negative strength doesn't help me. No. <laughs> I love the idea of like, as as Jonor lifts up the arm, you watch as the entire shoulder pad just collapses in on itself because his <laughs> shoulders are about like sort of like just a few meters a few meters a few centimeters away from oh, his neck Jesus. <laughs> a few meters away a few uh, centimeters away from his neck whereas Grinner is quite a broad-shouldered fellow <laughs> the jacket looks ridiculous but at the same time it almost draws attention away from Jonor and to the jacket perfect my uh, jacket's going sorry my coat is going into my bag you can keep wearing your coat under the jacket. Don't worry. Ooh, it's big enough. Perfect. <laughs> you don't have to. Cool, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I'm going to smash on some some mud onto the to the hair if I get the uh, chance. Just before you do that, Luther's going to go, oh, hang on a minute, Jonah. Hang, hang on. He takes off his uh, Stetson and uh, hands you the hat. Maybe you could just wear the hat. You, you don't need to like put dirt and shit in your hair. That's um, that's very kind of you. I really I really do appreciate that, Luther. That's uh, That's great. But we and could just look, cut it all off too, right? Yeah, look, well, uh, if we need to get to it, we can do that, yeah. That might be a bit you of don't... an extreme position. Maybe let's see how this get-up works. And if we need to resort to, like, shaving him, we could we could get to that stage later. Well, I do feel like getting the absolute bollocks beating out of us just for not smiling properly is a bit extreme too. So, you know, I guess it's 
whichever evil you want to pick, really, cut his hair or get the absolute shot clobbing out of you. I'm not sure those are the only two options we have to pick between. I think I think there might be more than those options available to us. We, we we could maybe head outside of the town for the next couple of hours till things die down and come back at night. Again, we're quite close to the Palisade Wall. If we needed to seek shelter, we could probably come back in. If we wanted to go rest at the Blue Water Inn, I'm sure that we could stay there. I, Can we just go kill this fucker, right? Like, he's caused it all this trouble. He's obviously not a good bloke. Why don't we just waltz on up there and punch him in the head a couple times until he falls over. It works. I, it really I does. I don't know if there's much point doing that just yet until we know whether or not we need to need to go that far. Remember, we're trying, to, trying to figure out whether the line is for this one. We're not the judge, Judy, and executioner, remember? Well, yeah, true. But we could at least be the judge and the Judy. I... I I know, and that's what we're trying to do by getting all of the Judy's information. All right. I don't know who that is anyway, but all right, we could do that. Okay. Well, what I we need to do either. in the meantime. I knew a Judy once. I Love never did. <laughs> well, we can uh, wait around. Janet. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> shit, you lot are still here. All right. <laughs> Can we let Jono speak? Can we let Jono speak, please? Jono was trying to say something that seemed important, and you lot are going on about Judy and Janet and Barbara. I don't give a shit about yeah. that. What were you saying, Jono? Maybe um, Jono, do you know any Jennies? <laughs> what were you saying, Jono? Jono just looks, looks down, just looks down and <laughs> stops. Mid, midnight, we need to be in the stockyard. Okay, nah, we look, look, we're being silly. So, what, what are you talking about midnight in Tokyo? What the fuck are we doing there for? Yeah, um, I got a message delivered to uh, Victor, and he's going to be hopefully at the stockyard at midnight. Um, the butler did know about this, so he might try to foil our plans. So, we have to sort of approach this one with a little bit of caution. Wait, how, did you get to speak to that kid? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't, because as soon as I got in, I um, was unconvincing and then had to make an escape. But I managed to convince the butler using magic to tell him, the son, to meet us at the stockyard. Or one person, me. Has he done that? Are you sure that's, he's actually done that? Yeah, I'm sure. I uh, suggested he did it, and I'm certain it would have happened. Right. Jonah, I would like to apologize on behalf of Theo and myself. That is a brilliant plan. Well done. Oh, thank you. That's, uh, you know, I think when you put under pressure, you just have to try and um, come up with a plan on the spot. And that's exactly yeah, and what I did. Absolutely. They've always said, you know, you're good under pressure. Uh, speaking that's of, exactly Jonah, right, where, where yeah. is Theodore? Did you did you leave him behind? Is he with you? I like pull out my leg, just pull it to the side and shake it a little bit. Oh, I think oh, it's kill in- it! Kill it! <laughs> no! <laughs> you can squash me if you want. Weakest, the weakest defense I've ever heard. No, <laughs> no, don't do it. Oh, no. <laughs> that Tithel would then try and stomp it. Tithel like would stomp it. Like a green stop sign. You can uh, stomp me away. <laughs> yeah. Tithel, uh, make me an attack roll, unarmed strike. Yes. What do I roll? Uh, just be unarmed strike. It'll be in your uh, actions. Oh, it's there. Why don't I just do that? Button exactly. There? Yep. Hey, how's that nat 20? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Please roll me damage uh, and you god get you start off with 4 because it's a d4. Okay, well I'll just roll the 0. 
Uh, it's not a what? d4. It's just zero because it's just your strength modifier. It is zero damage. Even with a crit, it is still zero damage because <laughs> you don't have enough. I have a minus one for strength. I am going to say only because you can't it is kill a, a cockroach. You're, you're you lucky. Kill a cockroach. The two hundred percent reflect damage on the cockroach stat block really would have, would have done you in then. If you... <laughs> I will. I will say that that is a single point of damage, Tithler, with the crit as you stomp on the roach. Uh, how much hit points does the spider have? One hit point, two, okay. 2,000. <laughs> 2,000 hit points on the as you As you step on the roach and crush it, there's this... And then, Tithley, you are thrown backwards as the roach explodes in size into Theodore. Oh, hey, hey. I didn't realise it was you. Sorry. I did. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what, did you not stop us then? I was trying to stay roachy. Why? I, I tried a little bit. You'd, I thought it was... I, I, I was a roach. I was not blind or deaf. I heard you put up the worst resistance in the world. <coughs> how was the... was a little bit entertained. How, how was the How was the roach carnaissance? Did you find anything interesting? Yeah, I got a good look of the entire manor. Oh, great. Well, good. What did you find out then? Tell us all about it in great detail. It is certainly a manor. Yeah. Ah, I get it. I it get has it. many, many rooms. Alright, uh, at any... least one. Yeah. It has at least one room. At least one room, yes. Anything so else? Quite dark. Right. Yes, I I'm not. I did very well with the reconnaissance. Um do you think maybe you could draw it for us when we get back to <laughs> the room? Yes, I could probably draw you a, a map of the manor. Wonderful. Would it hang on, would it hang on, hang on. I know I know this question. Would it be an accurate map of the manor? Uh, it would have at least that one room. No, but <laughs> would, would it actually represent? Would it actually represent the physical location and not just be something you were making up on the spot? It would be like an artistic interpretation, I think. Which yeah, there would really be some art artistic value. license. How so much artistic license? Me? If you had to give it a yeah. percentage, one hundred percent. Okay, <laughs> great. Well. So Piece of artwork. It's I don't know it's if there's much point really. asking you to draw that map then, because that's not really a map. That's more just some speculative topography. A what? S speculative. Don't, don't worry, Tithler. Um, Why are there probably? Yeah, we probably shouldn't just be standing behind these houses. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I know Jono's disguise wearing a coat and a hat is is flawless, but maybe we shouldn't have him just out in the open. Ah, oh, uh, Jono. Sorry, I didn't know. I didn't <laughs> recognize you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <clears throat> Jono. Well, right, I'll lead the way. Where, where are you going to lead us to, Tithler? Yeah, I'm going to lead us to Dad's place. Who whose place? Uh, back Dad? to the church. Yeah, with Dad. Uh, oh, the priest, life. your father. Yeah, Dad. Yeah. yeah, I think probably that's not a bad idea. We just need to make sure we're not seen. I mean, we're pretty close by. Let's just move quickly. Irene is there, and everyone's there. Why wouldn't we well, go there? Well, yeah, all right, but we also have all these cats that we need to put back together so that girl could come back to reality. That's true. It's been like an hour. Do you think they've caught eight cats? I don't know. Should we check on our way past? We're I not going past that way. That's another direction. We well, could go past. You don't have to be a party pooper, Luffy. You no, know, no, no. Some of us could go past. Here, mate. I could. I could take Jono back to the church if you if you wanted to go and investigate the the cat situation. Well, what? I don't know. Is it worth it? I, I'm leaving this I, up to the group. All right. I just I know what the cats look like. That's all I got going for me at the moment. Jonah, I know you're very much a thinker. I think you should make the decision on what we're doing today. Yeah, um, Stella only had one cat she loved. Um, so there's probably only one important cat. So I think the nine are a bit of a red herring. Oh, 
What? Which one? The we, one that we need. I thought Bluebell. Yeah, how would we know uh, which one? Because I was told by uh, her brother. Well, and the the cat's already there. She's got it. And what yeah, happened to what it being that. like a fragment of her mind? Yeah. Didn't. Did we get... you discover that? Yeah, Working for the reason. Oh, you, Lufa. That's uh, not Lufa. Who the fuck are you? Astronaut. <laughs> Sorry, I wrote the I disguise think... is working. Yeah, on no, it's, it's, it's really working. I just look at the hat and I just go, <laughs> "It's got to be Lufa." It's uh, <laughs> it's quite quite a disguise. It's just uh, all it took is a hat and a duster, and Gritter can't even tell him apart from uh, me at the moment. I, I yeah. specifically wrote down in my notes, "Mind split of of what the girl nine cats cat fragments." Yeah, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, look, I don't get Flash as a genius. It sort of happens over time. So uh, this has sort of been refined knowledge. So, <laughs> so all right. So hold Tithler, on. Tithler, right. do you want to make a quick history check to see if you can figure out where you got that information from? Because it doesn't sound like Jacob uh, remembers. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were having a group discussion, and yep. I think Grinner had that brainwave. Yep. But to Tithler, it sounded good. So yep. we've written it down. It's fact. Yep. Yeah, no one disagreed. Sounded good, uh, and you've certainly run with it. <laughs> so, all right. So, so what you're saying, then, Jodor, is that there's there's not a lot of cats that we got to get. We just got one cat that we got to get. Yeah, that's right. And um, the the son already knows to keep it safe and to not uh, not let it go. So, Wait, hang on. Hang sure, on. He's already he's right. already got it. The son's already got it. Nic- Nicola's already got it. Yeah. Uh, before we left to go to the the um, you know the burgomaster's place, I ran in there, had a quick chat with him. Said, "Which is her cat?" He said, "That one." I said, "Don't let it go." He said, "Okay." Hang on, so, hang on. We, we we told a whole bunch of people to go looking for cats all over town, and you're telling me that you've been sitting on this information the whole time. That means we probably didn't need to make them do that. After um after they got dispersed, yeah. What the fuck is happening tonight? <laughs> <laughs> On the upside, I didn't like any of those guards anyway, so fuck them. They could go chut, hunt down some cats. Jono, hang on. <laughs> I just want to get this straight in my head. So we so we don't need the cats? I'm pretty sure we only need Bluebell, who's the one... Yeah, that's right. We don't need him. Bluebell? Okay. 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 I've never already, already got Bluebell. Do that's they have right. Bluebell? Do we have confirmation? Do have we you have seen Bluebell? Bluebell? You've seen Bluebell with yeah, your own eyes. That's right. I saw the Stella and her cat together... Okay. With her brother in that room where they could have do been blown we have, up. Do we have any evidence that this whole mind split into nine cats thing isn't a thing? Do we have any because evidence that it like, is a thing? Do we have any evidence that it is a thing? Just to balance the absence look, of we, something isn't proof of its existence. Neither is the presence. <laughs> By that logic. <laughs> the, the only evidence we have is that there was cats and there was a poor broken girl who acted like a cat. Yeah, hey, like her mind no. had been split. Yeah, right. The logic it fits, right? The, hang the, on, wait, wait, wait. Log- no, hang on, hang on. Jono, you you spent a bit of time talking to Nikolai. When, when did they get the cats? Did you find that out? That's a good yeah. question. Was yeah, it so, around um, the same time? Was, or? You, you sorry, it was you Stella's cat. No, they, they were her mother's cats. Just one cat for the mother, um, but they were clearly daughters and mothers. They had their own affection for their own cats. The mind fuck happened. And then they brought more cats in way after that. So the child grew up with Bluebell for a very long time. Oh, so. well. I saw right. the, if, all, all the cats were owned by the mother, except they, for. They were, they were acquired later from the sounds of it. They were brought in to, to, what, to help, like, fix the girl or something? 
Yeah, it was an attempt by the uh, the mother to try to um, piece her daughter back together. Like the cats, are, cats came later. That's exactly right. Yeah. Except ah. for that one cat, right? The, Except the, for the one cat. Bluebell, yeah. And the so, cat was an imp. And the but, cat, the well, mother did have a cat that was an imp as well. We shouldn't forget that. That does that is important. Hold on, though, right? Okay, just let's back up just for a moment here. Everyone, step is, back. It, no, not physically. Uh, fuck. Okay, right. I'll come forward again. Well, it's a little too close now, Tiff. Just, just half a step, love. Okay. So, she just puts we've her been arm on talking you. about this as boundary. No, all right, half, another half step, love. Come on now, we've talked about this. It's like an inch away. Yeah, or a look, you know, I'm going to take the loss here. But, <laughs> all right. So there's only one cat that might or might not actually be a small human girl. Is that right? Yes, there's only one important cat. All right. So if there's one cat that is probably a small human girl, how do we put this small human girl outside of the cat and back into the I mean, person? I would not even say probably. Is at best remotely possibly? No, no, no. It's absolutely the most likely outcome at this point is that that little girl is trapped inside a cat right now. <laughs> hang on, got Gruner. to do something about did, it. And didn't you also trauma? say it was absolutely that there were nine cats that were each like fragments of her psyche and we had to go chase yeah, them that down? That was only time. probably. Yeah, yeah, that was look, only that was, probably. That was a likely outcome, but this is slightly more likely now what's than your, the other What's your experience with magic again, Grinner? Well, a lot experience of experience with, with cats. Is, yeah, I've got a lot of experience with cats. I've saw a lot of them the other night. Yeah. Hang on, so, so, hang on. So your experience with cats is you you seen a whole bunch last night. Yeah, look, why are you poking holes in it, mate? I think it makes a lot of sense that that, that little girl is now trapped inside a cat. Jonah, you know you know stuff you about magic. Oh, Jonah, you, you actually. Thought this was a good idea the other day. Yeah, we've had Come a chance on. to think about it. And upon reflection, it sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> Jonah, you know about magic. I, I think yeah, it was I, a good idea. Look, uh, it was a. Uh, you know, whenever you, everyone walks to the table, everyone presents an idea, and slowly you sort of working through the ones that make sense. And uh, I think one that you might have mentioned has initially had a bit of strength to it, and we might be putting it to the side a bit now. That's so, so kind. Possibly is it just trauma? She was just abused at the hands of the burgomaster? Well, Could have been, and she's just been severely mentally handicapped. When yeah, I... well, you don't just suddenly start turning into a cat person, though, do you? But is she turning into a cat person, or is she just weeds? acting like a cat person? Yeah, well, same, same, right? I, there's a Maybe pretty... there's a twisted book that the son has got, and they perform some unholy magic on her, and that fucked with her mind. Apologies yeah. to the children around, I should stop swearing. There's no children around. Well, I mean, there's only one way to find out, and that's to meet in the stockyard at midnight and talk to the victim. And Victor, who's that? No, I believe we've been saying his name is our victim. Yeah, it's definitely with an M on the end because yes. I've got to punch him in the head. Well, hang on, we, we don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't need to do that yet. We don't know what his level of culpability is in this. With eight cats? Be... <clears throat> I don't know. Um, do we hear any guards like in the proximity? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as, you, yeah. as you ask that question, Jonah, <laughs> you can hear the sound of like cries coming from the main street, and the sound of booted feet running past the front of the building that you're currently like just standing behind over at the fence. It doesn't look like they've they've thought to leave the main road yet. 
Guys, people, oh, lost we, should, we, we should get out of here, I reckon. Yeah, we need to head uh, around, the, we need to head around this side of the building. As a church. I mean, Mr. Gunnar, if you'd like to go investigate the cat situation, we can go check that out well, while they go. Obviously, the that's not fucking worth it anymore, so don't even worry about it. All right, let's go to the church. Let's go I, I'm, I'm, I, might, I might head onto the road and I'll keep an eye on If I see any guards heading head backstage, I'll uh, give a shout, eh? Yeah, all right. Uh, I could distract too. Don't forget, I could just run around and throw more helmets at uh, Just, just you before you, before you commit to that, remember what happened last time. How you ended up in the stocks? We, ideally, no. I can't. Get... I won't throw food at him again. I'm <laughs> no, 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 sorry. T- t- no, no, Tithla. No, no, I'm, I'm saying more. It's ideal that none of us end up in the stocks again. Not for that reason, just because it's shit to kind of be in the stocks, and there's no guarantee yeah. that the burgomaster won't just kill us. Yeah, because your closest friends betray you while you. Okay, I think I think we can move yeah. on that from that. Does? There's no there's no need to dwell on that. Um. That was your takeaway. Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna head to the main road and I'll keep an eye out and I'll let you know if uh, if I see anything concerning. I'll, I'll I'll rush back and call out. All right, let's do it. Thank you for looking out for us. No problem. Off we go. And I think uh, the cats was a good idea. I need all four yeah. of you to roll me a stealth check, please. Stealth checks. Checks. Making stealth checks. Oh, I have disadvantage on those. <laughs> stealth checks. I'm good at stealth checks. Oh, they're 15. Three for Theodore. <laughs> 15 for Tithler. 23 and 15. 15 is the Should've final. Should have stayed as a cockroach. 16 <laughs> for Grinner. Jonah. Someone eight. had stopped me. <laughs> um, that's right. You need to blame the people who didn't prevent the action rather than the person taking the action. That's correct. Um, I'm glad you agree. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm actually going along, like, the walls and, you know... Just sticking to the edge of the palisade wall, hey, Jonah? Yeah. Perfect. You can get most of the way to the church just following that palisade wall around. Actually, you can almost get back to the church. You still have to cross the road, however. Um, It's at this point, Jonah, as you cross the road with the long coat and the hat on, um, as you begin moving across, there's this call from the main street of... Oi, you, you lot, hang up, hold up a second. And as you look down towards the right, you can see a group of three guards paused at an intersection, looking down towards the church. As they begin walking towards you, a figure steps out of an alleyway with, with white hair and a uh, red handkerchief and bumps into them and goes, Oh my, I'm so sorry. As you see Luther suddenly step out and bump into them. In that brief moment, as they turn to look at him, no eyes are on you, Jonor and uh, and team. And as you rush across into the church grounds and push your way inside the uh, the main chapel, placing your like hands against the door, closing it shut, going, "Okay, I think we made it." You turn around and see Father Lucian standing there, sort of like looking a bit concerned up on the pulpit. A congregation of people sitting down in the pew, standing before him as he appears to be mid sermon. There's this sort of like sudden pause. <laughs> As he goes out. <clears throat> and the light of the sun shines down upon you, and you feel its warmth deep within your hearts. As he stares wide-eyed at you, all four of you just sort of like standing at the at the open door. And he slowly looks over towards the side chamber and back at you lot and then back to the side chamber as he continues speaking. I'm gonna try and start ushering everyone in the group towards the side chamber, <laughs> like taking the hint. Go, go, go! And though we sometimes find it in our hearts 
but the darkness and the gloom pressing in from all angles. As you step into the side chamber and close the door, the sermon that uh, Father Lucian Petrovich is giving suddenly fades out of uh, out of earshot, and you see standing there before you, um, Irina, uh, with a book uh, open on her lap as she's sitting in a seat, looks up and goes, "Oh, how did you go? Did you get what you needed to? Uh, did you do what you needed to do? You managed to track down the books." We're uh, one one step closer to getting the books. We can uh, talk with the man who has them later tonight. Except now we can't go outside. Well, no, well, well John cannot go outside. The rest of us kind of okay, really. Yeah, honestly, to be fair, Jonal, you're, you've kind of done this to yourself, mate. Sorry. Five, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Jonal did do a very good job of getting the information from the start, and we should all be thankful that he's made this sacrifice for us. Yes, of course. That's a very kind of you, Tithla. Thank you. Yes, and, this new positive attitude, Tithla, is very and nice. And we should all apologize for picking on him in the... Because of it. I'm sorry. You you guys were picking on me? I oh, know more than usual, mate. Don't read into it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Um, I am I'm genuinely... Con- I, I'm surprised. I, I, I thought that if anyone was going to be in trouble with the... Uh, the guard again it for sure would be uh, would be you Grina but um Jono normally oh. you are quite quite understated you tend to not uh, draw too much attention to yourself what what happened yeah usually uh, my sly ways um you know smooth talking uh, didn't quite get me there this time so what what happened I did my best to go speak to uh, Victor and um, the butler asked me what I was doing and um, I couldn't give him a proper answer. Asked one simple question and all fell apart. (laughs) Asked me who I was and what I was doing there and the lies fell away. (laughs) (laughs) My life is a house of cards. (laughs) He turned into the human equivalent of a pigeon and just fucked off. (laughs) Fair fair enough. Uh, Well, I, do you need me to go and uh, it, it looks like you are a bit out of breath you've been running here do you need me to go outside and direct guards in a location uh, say that he went that way and point off in a random location or are you safe in here did they not see you well I think we're safe and also I think it's best if you don't go you know get yourself involved in this sort of shit love you know it's... you're the sister of the man we're trying to elect as burgomaster you need to stay clean for the political campaign yeah, Probably you can do whatever the fuck you want after, but yeah. until he's elected. No, that's probably wise. I, I will try and stay uh, out of trouble. Well, Unless you want to beat the shit out of someone with us this evening. I, I thought you were going to speak with Victor. Yes, we speak well, with Well, yeah, speaking in comes first. Uh, yeah, I believe it is actually pronounced Victim. Um, that is a concerning attitude you have already taken to what... From all reports, is a shy young boy. Yeah, who turns people into cats and turns we, cats do, into people. Do we know that? Multiple though? cats. Do we know? No, that? it's yeah, it's confirmed. At least one it's, cat. It's one cat. plus cats. Yeah, Jodor can uh, confirm that it is at least one cat has been turned into at least one person. And that it was Victor who did it, right? Well, yeah. Who, who else would it be? We're trying to figure it out, and uh, having a conversation tonight will be uh, more evidence for this. That's right. See, we're, connect- we're connecting dots and collecting evidence. I, I'm not. I'm not so worried about you connecting dots. It sounds like you are doing a lot of dots connecting. My concern is that rather than 
drawing connections between dots that are related, you're just kind of like scribbling all over the page. If uh... yeah, all right, you don't have to shit on the method, love. You know, we're, we're trying our best here. I think I think maybe the second thing you said you should focus on. What shit it on? No, no, collecting <laughs> evidence, obviously. <laughs> Shitting on the method. We must do more. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Sounds like maybe Watch yourself. Maybe you're at the point where you're twisting evidence to suit theories rather than Your name twisting... can become victim so quick, love. <laughs> that is, again, very concerning to hear. Um, well, look, if you wanted to rest in the church tonight, I'm sure Father Lucien would not have a problem. You said you were meeting this boy at uh, midnight, was it? Yeah, yeah totally right. normal time for a, for a book deal to go down. Well, and, and how, hold on, when you say boy, how old is this kid? I believe he's like 15 or 16 from what I've heard. Oh, shit. I don't really Victor. like hitting children. He's, he's the victim still. <laughs> Victor, Victor. Hey, sometimes 15-year-olds get real uppity. You know? yeah, I feel, hang on, I feel hang on, like hang on. That. Just think <laughs> through the logic Victor. of what you're saying there. <laughs> Just Victor. take it through. <laughs> you can't help that. We definitely do not condone anything along those lines. It's like medieval obvious. times. That's like middle-aged. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, well, uh, you are welcome to welcome to stay here. Um, if you're going to be having a late night, perhaps resting now makes sense. That might be a good idea. I think we're still pretty fucked up. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing very well, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I'm not rest. doing very well at all. I could use a rest, I get more rages. Uh, at that point, uh, you see Luther stride in, walk over to Jonor, just reach up and take the hat off you, Jonor, and put it on his head. <laughs> Push it on, pull it down and go, that's better. Uh, yeah, the guards think you've uh, headed outside the town gate, so I was able to kind of point them in the in that direction. They're uh, they're looking for you right now, Jonor. Yep, um, I'll stay out of sight, that's for sure. Yeah, I do, just, do they I see- have a proper description of you? Uh, they're talking about some sort of man with wings wearing a blue robe. So not a great description. But then they also described him as uh, as being quite soft spoken. So I and guess handsome. they got... They didn't they didn't mention that Tithler, but but I think they did. Don't you remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they definitely mentioned uh, a handsome bird man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, that's you, Jonah. Why have you decided you have to be nice to Jonah? You just flatter me. That's that's very kind. She doesn't want to be turned into a cat. Strong man, I can. can. (laughs) Nine cats. Yeah, so um, I I think we're safe for the moment. But probably best if you you stay indoors, Jonah, until we are able to do something about your your clothes and your hair and uh, your general appearance. Uh, Probably best not to to get your wings out uh, within sight of any town guards as well. It sounds like your description has been handed around by the burgomaster, and you've officially been declared an enemy of the fun. (laughs) <laughs> what, what exactly does that mean? What's an enemy of the fun? Someone who Probably. is against cheer and smiles in the town. I didn't ask too many questions about it, but it sounded like their equivalent of like murderer, which just tells you how fucked up this place is right now. Look, can't we just kill this bloke? What are we doing dancing around it? Let's just go in there and murder him. He had all his fucking smiles. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll keep we his boy alive. Like he's... Well, no, we can't, but uh, you could kill someone for making people happy and beat the shit out of them if he don't. The problem is, Grinner, that every time someone takes power through bloodshed, that is normally how their their rule or their, their uh, 
uh, rain ends by the well, same methods. Yeah, all right. Sure, but in this case, it's different, right? Because we're the ones doing the bloodshed, then your brother's gone. just going to sit down and it's all going to be good from there. It's just... We need to incite a revolution. Yeah, that's what support... we There are lots of people who support the current the current Burgermaster. Bargains. Surely only through fear, though, right? No one uh, but... likes the bastard. I think the town guards, they're the most powerful they've ever been. I mean, he's given them sweeping powers to arrest, detain, to search, to seize materials from townsfolk. I think the guards are, are probably quite happy with his with his uh, rules and regulations. Right, so what's your take? we got to vote the bastard out. Yes, I think we do. I think we need to get rid of him legitimately. If we can find any, any things that we could use to turn the people against him, something that would sway their hearts and minds, that is how we get rid of him. Because once no one cares about him, Grinna, then you can act. But now, if you were to kill him, I'm afraid he might become a martyr. But a he symbol. beats the shit out of people if they're not smiling. Surely nobody knows. Yeah, he, he's not a sane man, right? Like, that that's a bloke in need of help. I'll, I'll fucking help him along, all right? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, look, it, uh, of course, it is up to you what you want to do, but I, I, think, I think maybe just killing him and leaving his body in the streets or, or just having him disappear, it will cause problems. It will bring suspicion onto Ismark. It will bring suspicion onto you. It will... I think it no, is a I much don't. more when, risky method. When is the next general election? There, <laughs> there isn't an election from the sounds of things. It has to be called. What? It's not something that is just organized. There Can needs to be sufficient... Yes, absolutely. I was talking with Lucien and Ismark about this. There needs to be enough doubt in the current leader that his rule can no longer be justified. The problem is the last three people who have tried to call it into effect have vanished. So how do we go about doing that if we do that? (laughs) So we we need to make sure that we have enough evidence that we have already turned the town guard against him. Ideally. And most of the people... What if we don't do it your way, which sounds very thought out. What if we just stand up at the start, like at the start of the day or something in the town square or something. Big smiles so we can't get in trouble and talk about how he's bad and we should have an election. Uh, I don't think you can. You're not residents of the town. I don't think your legal rights actually uh, extend to being allowed to call that sort of thing. In fact, I I think you could be jailed for trying to do that. All right, but how are we going to make your brother the burgomaster in that case? Father Lucien is going to call for the election at great personal risk to himself. We're also trying to get together a group of three other citizens to help call with him. Um, there's a few others who are sympathetic and we might be able to convince to, to assist us. I think we should go and speak to Gunther. He's got his ear to the ground. He'll have an idea of where some factions are that are sympathetic to our cause. Gunther, from what I've heard, is not a man who takes very uncalculated risks. He takes very calculated risks, ones that he knows he is likely to profit from. I think Gunther won't join us until he exactly. knows we are the winning no. side. He doesn't need to join us. He just needs to point us in the right direction. Uh, Strangely on, on enough, Blinsky of... is very much on board with our with our plan. He was very, very animated and very happy to help out. That seems concerning. No, Blinsky's <laughs> opinion was that joy needs to be legitimate. It can't just be forced upon people. That only toys can bring joy, not insane dictators trying to beat people to smile more which I guess is kind of true if you think about it but at the same time 
Blinsky is a bit of an odd one. I know that Ismark had a meeting with him and then I came along too. And I think he's already carving a toy of me. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, do we actually need to do anything then if they're going to go call this election and yes, we need or? we need to have enough evidence that we you, yes. Oh yes, this <laughs> is our job. Yes. Yes. Okay, so I've got the plan, everybody. Journal, this was inspired by you. So we're gonna talk to Victor tonight. Yeah, yep, that's right. Yep. We're gonna ask him about the books. We're gonna find out information about the books. Three-step plan. <laughs> I'm confused now. Who's counting? What was no counting? One. No one. We're no going to ask, get information about the books. We're going to assume that that's probably bad information that is damning. We are going to ask and him about his father. We are going to ask him how his father was when he was a child. We were going to ask if they played much. We're going to ask <laughs> if they smile whilst growing up. We're going to ask about what he's learned from the books. This is. These don't need to go in this order. We can workshop the order. Can you start from the top? I forgot. It. We're going to meet Victor tonight. <laughs> We're going to ask him about the books. We're going Someone to stop him. Books. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think we use Victor to find information about his father. That needs to be our first step. Once we have more information about his father and the books we can do both because Jonal is a wonderful tactician and he's going to be able to be wonderful friends with Victor oh, once we you. have that information we I can then your friends with me. <laughs> <laughs> we can then go from there I would add one thing to that because I think that that's a good start well, I think we've already got enough things on there it was like 17 yeah alright Tifla that's enough love that's enough. okay you're right yeah. thank Look, you yeah no you're welcome that's enough right did you nearly say Jacob (laughs) (laughs) it sounded like it alright that's enough Jacob (laughs) do do we actually I mean (laughs) you said we need evidence to call an election but is being insane and running ridiculous festivals not evidence enough that he is not fit for office oh no I I agree and I think I think most of the townsfolk are going to be going against him. The problem is that we need the support of more than just townsfolk. We need the guards, really. Ideally, we need the guards and we need some of the businesses on site. Remember that under his rule, there are festivals every week and people are being forced to purchase things. A number of the businesses around here benefit directly from this. Gunther is... So it's pretty sound economic strategy then. Yes, and that's why we need something even more. We, we need something to destabilize and destroy his reputation. And, and I'm sure there will be something that you can find. Or Are we going to cause an economic downturn if we do this? Yes. But also, <laughs> this his craziness hasn't been enough so far. There have been other people who have challenged him. And, and they've been killed or disappeared. Platform, yep. Yeah, they've been disappeared. Yes. Well, if, um, I mean, we could kill and disappear him. I'm just saying. Uh, we, you can. We've you can. I think the problem with that is that it won't actually solve the problem. I think there are other people who still believe in his ideology and will be more than happy to continue on his legacy. Okay, I, well. I also, I've got a point uh, that I think that maybe I could help with. with Please all do. Of this. So, uh, who who leads the guards here? Do, do we know? Vargas Falakovich. There used to be a captain of the guard, but that role was actually made redundant by Vargas's father. 
There hasn't been one here for over 50 years. So so who gives all the direct orders and does all the running around? Vargas Falakovich gives the orders to the guards. He has them report directly to his home. Every time they need to make decisions, and he is the one who tells them what to do. Well, shit. Why? Because that's why he controls them. He has them doing exactly what he wants, that they have to come to him for power, for, for authority, for direction. What if what if we take out Vargas, not kill? <laughs> but take what him if out we for dinner? Perhaps, and then we can find out all One his and dark secrets. Yeah, find out his dark secrets, dethrone him, then the guards won't have their tippy point. You cut the head off the snake like we've done many a time before. Yeah. Then the guards won't have their organizational structure. Then they won't be so loyal to the Burgermaster. Then well, we use the information that we found from Victor tonight to overthrow the government. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I, I think there's something to that because I, I was thinking with, with the stuff that I know, and I know it's not a lot, I'll be first to admit that, but for the stuff that I do know, which is when it comes to hurting other people, I feel as though I might be able to have some sort of sway with the, the guard side of things. Uh, if, if I can either get into the guards or find a way to, uh, I don't know, take over the guards, which I don't, I don't know about that. I reckon I could, but it would be a stretch. Then that takes the guard problem out of the way. Were there any reasonable guards you uh, spoke to when you were locked up? There are uh, potentially a couple that we could... Oh, sorry, you're talking to Grinner. Sorry. Yeah, where were you locked up, love? He's talking to me. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah. Uh, easy mistake to make, you know. We, we clearly yeah, don't look alike. So, <laughs> can I roll a um, nice guards when I was locked up check? Uh, you, I mean, you hopefully remember this was only like 24, 48 hours ago for Grinner. Do, do you remember Raft? Do you remember chatting to a nice guardsman? You were offered a job by one of them. This was like I mean, I remember several a month or so ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Do you want to roll me a history check, uh, Grinner? I so much. Oh fuck yeah! Fourteen. You remember you were indeed actually offered a job by a female guard. Um, yes. Long dark hair on one <laughs> side, shaved on the other. Um, very, very dark features, very dark brown eyes, um, quite prominent eyebrows, scar over her left eyebrow that actually cuts through her eyebrow and has a bit of a gap in the in the eyebrow itself. She actually offered you a job and she convinced the other guard to kind of leave you alone a bit while you were in the stocks. You remember she That's kind of spoke That's not Corporal Emil, is it? Oi, look at that. Whoa, look at the notes taking shape here. <laughs> I like the idea of Tithla kind of speaking up as Grinner gives this description. Tithla goes, Oh, yeah. She's the same one that wrote us the note that said we could go home. Remember? That wasn't a woman. It was like two days ago. This This is hilarious. What? She wrote us a note. That was a man who wrote you the note. (laughs) I was teasing. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I was making fun of you, Tithla. Sorry. I thought you knew. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the notes fail. 
feels a bit bad now. Um, why no, I that asked was... it. That's why it was posed as a question. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, did, I didn't say yes. I just went... <laughs> it just looks really You helpful. implied it. Sorry. I did because I thought it was funny. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Grinner. Uh, with the notes. With a 14. <laughs> no. No more like note taking. No, keep taking notes. I'm sorry. Um, just, or just take better ones. Uh, Grinner, so as you... No, <laughs> Grinner, as you, as you reflect <laughs> with the 14, you remember you were indeed offered a job by a female guards, guardswoman. Um that she yeah, convinced the other guard to kind of leave you alone, that um, if you wanted a position with the guards, you could, and that the guards were looking for some people who were potentially able-bodied and well-versed in combat, that the ones they currently had weren't, and that she was concerned that there would be problems if the guards weren't able to properly defend the town. Oh, Which, all right, so... Yeah. I, I think I think that I might have an in with the guards. I might be able to get not not all the way to the tippy top, but I reckon that I could get in and at least start doing something from the inside there. I don't know if that's going to be helpful, but I reckon it might be. It definitely plays to what uh, what my strengths are. I think that's a good plan. Yeah. Well, right, do- well- Shall we have a rest and then you can go talk to the guards and we'll go talk to the victim? Yeah, look, I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm actually still bleeding a lot. Like, there's, I'm just, it's not stopped. Well, I don't know why it hasn't stopped. I've wrapped it up, but there's a lot of fucking blood coming out. I haven't wanted to speak up until now, but I really do need to lie the fuck down. Well, yeah, I heard if you rest for maybe eight hours, all of that will just go away. Yeah, I've noticed that. It's, it's amazing, right? I just go into a big old battle and I go over and lie down and the next morning, I'm right as rain. I've been... Uh, Dad taught me some things and Arena taught me some more things. Could I maybe try and help me your wounds a little bit? I've been practicing. Uh, yeah. I would yeah. recommend All right. I'll Thank allow you. it. I, I like unwrap the bandage that's around my. Oh arm. my god, it's hideous! It's. The, I'm sorry, it's like I'm still learning. The the um, upper bicep just retracts. It's like torn away from the bone. There's so much inside it's, outside. Uh, can you do something about that? It doesn't feel great. Um, I, I'll, I'll try. Um, right here, and she'll reach in to try and pull the bicep back down to the bottom uh, 23 23 on the medicine check uh you are very Starts successful to try and stitch up the bicep back together and yeah just sort of you have no idea how weeds. extraordinarily painful this is right there uh you know what they say no pain no gain <laughs> yeah. that's what they say who's they uh, you, they you wouldn't know uh, them. They're not from Grinner, here. Can we can we hear a bit more pain in your voice, Grinner? There is someone literally pulling a torn muscle back into position, and I'm assuming like stitching it back in without any anaesthetic at this stage. Uh, look, I've had worse. I just started making <laughs> a, the bottle. Of, I'm assuming I've still got a half a bottle of scotch or something in the bag. I it was a full did. bottle a minute ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, was yeah. it? Well, it's not now. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Tissa grabs it out of your hand to then splash it on your wound and then hit Oh, that's so marks. much worse. Yeah. <laughs> that stings. Uh, while this is going on, Theodore, Jonah, what are the two of you doing? I just probably started kicking back by this stage. 
Brilliant. Resting up. Um, probably transferring some of those spells from that spell book, which I've had around for the last maybe 15 sessions. Maybe write a spell in. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So to transfer a spell into your spell book, I believe it costs money based on the level of the spell. Oh, yeah. Um, let me have a quick look. Let me put it open. Um, Should have done that. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. I'll pull it open right now. Uh, oh. 50 gold piece per level plus two hours. Okay. Which I'm assuming... 50 times by the level? Yeah, 50, 50 uh, multiplied by the level. So in that case, then it's... Um, it, the, the gold is basically the requirements you need, like special ink you need, um, like a very special quill. Don't have the type. requirements, for sure. Okay, cool. All the way over here. Don't worry about it. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> Disguise self would be very helpful right now. Well, how much do you need? <laughs> uh, I have 10. No, uh, I don't have no, I mean, I I took all the gold from all the other stuff. I just have yeah. it in my thing, so I, I I can I have 176. So I can I can shout you some if you want, mate. Or or could go well. It's either disguise self, party investment, or protection from good and evil. Give him half. Give him half. It's a party investment. We all need a journal, but not for just his mind, but for his body and his strength. <laughs> yeah, but- so yeah, how, how, how much you want per, what was it per spell? Was it 50? Uh, 50, 50 gold per spell. Um, yeah, it's a first level spell. Do you have two that you could do? You can have two, I vote. Yeah. I vote. Um, I'm fine with just one. I mean, there's nothing else really that helpful. Right, well, Magic I'll... missile protection from evil and good. And I've already got mage armor and identify. Right, but I'm Magic vote. missile kind of goes hard too, so. Mm. True. Um, I can't fit it in my spell slots enough to prepare. Oh, well, I'll do 50 then. Sounds good. Oh, I just make it rain Thank on, you. on gold Thank you. <laughs> How we conceptualize this, Jonah, um, luckily, I, luckily... I, I but, um, add that instead of subtract. <laughs> oh boy. Luckily, Lucian actually has a number of the supplies, so rather than you having to go out and try and buy like the special ink from some spellcraft merchant or from someone who's like gifted in the arcane, um, Lucian actually happens to have some of the supplies, so it's just that you're paying him the fifty gold to replace his supplies as you as you copy this across. After um, we've done so much for him, he's not going to give us that for free. It's fifty gold pieces. We're now, worth. We went out of our way to find his magic bones. We can't even get some ink out of him. Yep, that's right. Um, not, not, <laughs> not special magic ink. Uh, Jonah, as you spend the give the fifty gold pieces into the maybe just pay it into like the collection box and then head back and begin working away. Um, it takes you it's two hours. As that goes through, as you as you as you go through the spellbook in detail, you successfully copy disguise self across into your spellbook, and you understand the spell in all its intricacies. It's a a very clever directed use of illusionary magic, one that you hadn't really explored before, but it draws upon some of the strengths of your minor illusion to create a much more powerful illusion centered around a person. And you can now cast this on yourself or on other people if you so wish. Would have been helpful possibly an hour ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it's not like it's Fantastic. not going to be useful in the future. Disguise yeah. self as as like out of game. That'd disguise self is one of my sheet. favorite spells. It's awesome. <laughs> it Brilliant. has like self, hat, sheet. Uh, the rest of you may benefit from a long rest if you so desire. Thank fuck for that. Ooh, yay. I was that well help. and truly under a quarter health. I'll, uh, I'll More portent uh, rolls. Give Luther a long rest too. Yeah, Jonah, would you like to re-roll some portent rolls, please? Rolls. 
This is important. Important. <laughs> oh, Jonor, seventeen eleven. That's actually a good spread for points. That's not bad at all. Nice. I will take a screenshot nice. of those if you like, just in case. Never know when you might need a quick reference here. Portent rolls done. Great. Alrighty. As it gets closer to the evening, Lucian comes back in, having finished his evening sermon. Um, has a quick chat with you guys. Gets the down low. We won't role play that. And then grabs some food, offers you some food as well, and then eventually heads to bed. As it gets, Actually, one thing Tithla would do oh, yeah. is, after everyone's resting or waking up or whatever it is. Um, ask him for some pointers about what she could have done better to work on Grinner's bicep. I, oh, I kind of did this and stitched it up like this. Anything different that I could have done or oh, better like um, that? I, I, I've, I've rarely had to deal with uh, such brutal wounds like that before without the use of uh, some healing magic. Um, I, I would personally recommend the use of a healing potion or, uh, or some sort of... Um, healing word or cure wounds to help stitch the muscle back together but I see you've done a pretty good job stitching there I think you've done quite well oh th thanks thanks I had a good teacher thanks dad uh, no no problem no problem Tithla just accepted the dad now well he's realized that it's not worth fighting because the other two times he did Tithla just powered through so he's, he's picking <laughs> his battles never worth fighting with Tithla he's, he's picking his battles um, well have a have a lovely have a lovely nap all of you have a lovely sleep and uh, I hope everything goes well tonight with Victor uh, it will. Yes. Jonah's a master tactician and wonderful with people and making friends, so it's going to go really well. Oh, goodness. Well, that's so very kind. Thank you. Well, as the... Oh, the gotten much better at sarcasm or she's decided to be real friendly. <laughs> <laughs> bit of column A, bit of column B. Who's to say? <laughs> um, as the 12th bell chimes, the church bell ringing in the night... You all awaken and finish your long rests and begin to head out. My question is, where are you all going? Who is heading to the stockyard to meet with Victor? Actually, I'd probably say maybe maybe not the 12th bell, maybe at like 11.30. 11th bell. After the 11th bell, you sort of finish getting ready and then head out. Um, who is going where? I think I should hide and keep a lookout. Yep. For... Luther's going to oh. offer the same thing. Oh right, for, for the for the meeting, right? For the meeting, yeah. Well, I'm like, in the church, him. like. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna hide from Dad. It's hide and seek. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's best. Like, you you said you did a suggestion spell to make the butler tell the the boy, but he may come with protection or may come with uh, some sort of uh, backup. I think it's best if Tithler and I keep a low profile and keep an eye out for any surprises, Jono. Try and keep you safe. But I'll yeah. go with Jono then. I'll I'll be a front facing member of. Is the plan? Uh, look, I, I think I think it would make sense to not show our full strength at this point. I think if he is coming with some other people, uh, it would be best for us to look as weak as possible. So, uh, Grinnell, yeah, and I make a suggestion, and I promise that I won't throw any food at you. Yeah. What if you pretend to be in one of the stocks? <laughs> then you can be right there, but also not at all. Well, is that where we're going to be? Are we going to be where the stocks are? 
I thought, I thought we were headed to the stockyard, which is where the traders are. The, the stocks themselves yeah. are located outside the Blue Water Inn. I think well, that doesn't make different... any sense. Why would the stocks not be in the yard of stocks? Uh, so, see, I see, Tiddler, what's, what's happened to you. You misunderstood the word stock in this case. In this case, it refers to items of value that people sell and trade. Well, why the don't they ones... call it the yard of items of value and personal trade? Because that's very long. You're right. Are you a stock? Anyway, I don't know. Well, maybe bring a stock. I don't I'm done. Yeah, look, it was a good idea, love, and in any other situation, it wouldn't have sounded stupid. <laughs> but it didn't hear either. <laughs> it didn't hear either. Yeah, so I'm gonna not go with the main party, I think, <laughs> as well. I think that I might just sort of mosey around uh, and not have anything to do with you lot unless I've got to, you know? Maybe I could just, I don't know look at some stock or oh, no one's doing that at midnight i don't know somebody's throw some ideas at me how do i get away with being nearby I and not being nearby i mean unless you want to go talk to the guards about um joining the guards well yeah that that's that's a good point but are you lot going to be all right on your own what if they but also maybe not at 11 30 and midnight yeah, i think yeah. that might be a bit say, maybe i mean guards do guard stuff Monday for seven well yeah, but the, the normally the, the higher ups are, yeah. But, all right, look, I'm just going to hide with the rest of the, you lot that are hiding, and uh, we'll just leave two of us up front to be the weak distraction. Not that you're weak, don't, <laughs> that's not, right, moving on. <laughs> that's not strong is what he means. Uh, yeah, pathetic. Tip, thank you so much, Tip. Yeah, all right, look, every, that's enough. We're off. All right. All right, well, let's go. I'm happy with the plan. Okay, and we're going to split up and hide separately? Yeah, I think that's the best possible outcome. I'll Lovely. head up to a, a roof, get a view from the rooftops. Uh, and how will you plan to climb onto the roof? I'm pretty good at climbing. I've got a, I've got a rope. Okay. Where, where do you keep the rope? I've never seen that. Oh, it's in my backpack. I, I get it out when I need Everyone it. Everyone, we don't have time. we got to go. <laughs> what did you point at your wrist for? What? <laughs> What's because I have a sore wrist from all of the stabbing, okay? Oh, alright. I feel You're like most of the stabbing from you has been into us into five me. lately, yes. I didn't, okay. <laughs> that was not called for. It was an accident. I'm sorry, okay? I don't think I stabbed you anyway. I just kind of threw a, a dagger. No, no you, 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 you stabbed me in the back while I was a bear. Okay, well, maybe bears are scary. I would like to try to hide. Okay. <laughs> Everyone who's hiding, I will need a stealth check from you. Those who are not, you don't need to worry about this. Um, not being stealthy. Wandering out the Oh, no way! Natural hey. 20 for Grinna. Oh my goodness. 23 oh, yeah. for Tithla. Love it. Disadvantage. Uh, 7. Not so great, Tithla. <laughs> um, Why are you still so crispy? Because <laughs> it's been one taken, day. You haven't taken it to get healed. And it's, it's been literally... one day. Yeah, it's not been Just very long. Better. It was yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it was two days. It was two days ago. We are not zooming. Um, oh, because that makes all the difference. Twenty-four. To her, it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, twenty-four for Lisa. As you guys begin heading out, Tithla, your probably the biggest difficulty for you is most of your stealth work. Most of the time, you've been able to sort of practice your your careful, uh, stealthy approaches have been in woodland, and the city environment is just not something you're as used to. The cobblestones 
cold under your feet click occasionally as your little goblin claws like skitter across the, the wood that you uh, use to sort of climb up the uh, the side of the buildings onto the into the upper balconies makes these scratching noises as you climb there's no rustle of leaves and trees to kind of synchronize with to to hide yourself in fact the buildings are quite static and so to move between them requires you to dash out into the open rather than being able to use the natural shadows of the the moving foliage so despite your best attempts you're just not quite as used to hiding in this urban city environment makes sense luther with a 24 and grinner with a 21 fucking melt into the shadows luther climbing up the side of a building and disappearing from view well actually you don't even see that luther just disappearing into a shadow immediately um and climbing up the side of the building. Uh, and Grinner actually using the shadows of buildings to kind of like move between areas quite quickly and nonchalantly, adopting this very sort of like slow walking gait that kind of deceives how quickly you're moving and allowing you to just move between shadows. Um, yeah, and this sort of very smooth, slick motion that makes it very hard for anyone who's tracking you to know which direction you're planning on heading. Sort of chaotic approach. My aim is to try to when we see the people that are coming in for this meeting get behind them and stay behind them um, through yep. this easily done as you get closer to the stockyard Jonor and Theodore I'm um, sorry would Tithla be sticking out would somebody say something to Tithla no we'd be aware of it <laughs> 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 Does Luther and Grinner like sound... check out that? This would be funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good for a laugh. Uh... <laughs> this is like hiding behind a fence, but it's just a paling fence, so you can see straight yeah. through it. Like she picks up one of the planks and runs with it, holding it in front of her face, occasionally looking around before she bumps into the side of a building, falls flat on her ass, quickly drops the paling, looks around, startled, and then like runs into a trash bin. <laughs> All right, she's not an idiot. I mean, she's not a I mean... raccoon. Uh, I mean, the fact I you needed to specify that. So you're pretty raccoonish, actually. Yeah, the fact you needed to specify that. Are you a bit defensive about that, Jacob? Do you want to tell us? No, I'm that? not, okay? Don't ask. As, yes, as you well, get closer. I'm not black enough to look like a raccoon now. From the burns and the char, yeah. <laughs> As Jonor and Theodore get closer, you see at first the stockyard appears empty. No sign of anyone. But as no you walk either. in through the front and begin heading towards the centre of the stockyard, a figure emerges from the shadows. Dark black hair tied back into a familiar ponytail, quite similar to his father's, is a young man who resembles the Baron Vargas Velakovic, but has a much more, I would say, sallow appearance. Deathly pale, quite sunken eyes, thin bony fingers with this long black hair tied back. As he looks around furtively clutching this spell book, he spots the two of you and you watch as he holds out a hand and summons this small moat of fire in his hand, holding it up sort of like get a bit of a better look at you and as he walks forward he sort of like shakes his head a little bit looking at the two of you and goes well I, I when I got the message that I was to meet someone in the centre of town and it was clear a spell had been used to to summon me here I thought well I'm not sure what I thought what is it you want from me 
You were able to deceive my butler with your magics, but I warn you, you will have no such luck with me. As we were walking up, could I have retrospectively had like a little, like a powwow with Joan? Like, what, what are we saying that we? Sure. Are we, are we book salesmen? Um, I was going to lead with. I'm interested in that sphere. The the book mentioned last session where the spheres of the astral plane. So learning more about teleportation magic. See if he's interested in sharing information. Um, right. So starting with that. Um, I'm not sure what who we are though. I've already given myself away as oh. who I am. So yeah, you, your exact message to the butler, mm. I think, was like, I I have rare books on magic. I think wasn't that what you said, or you said like, if you if you want to know more about rare magic, meet me in the town square. I believe is what you said. Well, when when mm. he says, I'm not sure, you know, what I exactly. Hello, we are Theodore and Jono. We are traveling scholars looking into the mysteries of the spheres of the astral plane sort of gives you a bit of a side eye. Theodore, could you please make me a deception check? Yep. 24, Theodore. You watch as the little moat of fire in his hand slowly dies down. He closes his hand and looks. Victor Belakovich. I guess I'm a student of magic? Uh, Pleasure to meet you. How did you do that to my butler? I mean, it wasn't like any sort of spell I've seen. You, you twisted his mind and made him dance for you like a puppet, work for you. What, what kind of magic was that? I, I gestured to Jonah to give some kind of hey. wizardy ex- <laughs> explanation. Jonah, that point, explain. I'm going to uh, mimic the firebolt presumably he had in his hand, do the exact same wave back to him. Ah, yes, I, I uh, see you know Fireball. But that other spell that you used to, to make my butler act in a way that you desired, how did you do that? What, what spell is that? What magic is that? Do you, do you have any books on that? Ooh, uh, I do myself have a book. Uh, more of the written word rather than the, uh, the bloodline type. If that uh, means anything to you. What, yes. what he's saying is we do have a book we can happily teach you but we are looking more to learn more about the astral plane we have heard you may have a book on this subject I do I acquired a book from Gunther uh, not too long ago on teleportation magic I am looking for more information if you have more information about teleportation magic I, I would be interested in a trade Yes, 100%. If you show us what, what you have, we will teach you what we know. We can teach you more about that spells that we um, cast on the butler. You are outlanders, correct? You're not from? Yes, we come from a completely different plane of existence. Wonderful. I I need to know everything you, you know about, about magic and... I've been practicing these spells, but it's taken me some time and and I have no one to teach me, so I've been getting things wrong. I I would appreciate the assistance if if you're you're offering a trade. I I would be so grateful. What knowledge can I offer um, in in return? Well, if the suggestion spell you're interested in, um, maybe perhaps we could part you could if i could teach you to do it if uh, theodore is willing maybe we could cast it on him and you can make him do something you know he probably wouldn't want to do um and in exchange um knowing you know something about teleportation magic would be uh would would be a good start what's how does that sound oh 
you... another point i pull out i pull out my book and show that i have a book myself full of is this your spell book journal or the spell book that you found in the uh in the i'm pulling world? out my one. Oh, okay oh, 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 wizard's tome amazing um right so so uh, let me just understand sorry um so do you know much about teleportation magic? Because that's what I'd be interested in. That's the, su the suggestion spell. That that sounds good. But but more importantly, I, I need to know. I need to understand teleportation magic. I need to understand how to make it work for me. Yes, we, we do know something about the teleportation magic. Um, it's quite advanced, though. So it is, we yes. need to understand what you know already. Perhaps if you show us the things you've been learning from, we can then teach you what we know, build upon the foundation. Can you make me a persuasion check, please, Theodore? That is a very, very good argument. Can I also uh, roll a perception to see if he's brought uh, anyone before. around with him? Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, go for it, General. <laughs> oh, do we do we drop a um, do we drop a portent on this one? I wouldn't. Um, mm, yeah, it's up to you, General. It's up to you, General. Yeah, yeah it is. It's up to me. Nah, not gonna not gonna drop it on this one. For a moment, Jonor, you sort of like open your eyes, see the cards in your pocket suddenly opening and spinning, and then the moment ends. The wind that suddenly seemed to pick up around you just dropping away into nothingness as the moment passes. Grinner, seven. Nah, mate, it's just dark. There's <laughs> yeah, some nerds what? talking in the center of the <laughs> stockyard. Nerds talking nerd shit. Grinner's already bored shitless. Yeah. Um, although probably, probably what is probably what is keeping you entertained is the side of Tithler trying to be stealthy. Um, it's at this point, <laughs> as Tithler like trips over and rolls into like the open, like pauses for a second, looks around and then quickly scuttles away. Um, Victor sort of goes, I think, I think, I think I saw something. I think I saw like a small green creature. I didn't. <laughs> then, then, then perhaps we should return to um, somewhere more secure and you can show us what you know yes uh, yes uh, yeah I, th I think that's a great idea thank you um I, I I'd love to show you what I've what I've done so far and if you could tell me where I'm going wrong that, that, I would be most appreciative thank you both of you yeah, how did you know um, to contact me we we are obviously knowledgeable people I'm like-minded people always flock together in my experience oh uh, wow uh, well thank you for, for coming and, and, and helping me uh, please uh, come this way I'll, I'll lead you back to the um... but, just so I can make sure that this is um, we are just getting to know you after all and you seem like a trustworthy young man but um, for what purpose do you want this teleportation magic I want to leave this place surely doesn't everyone? Um, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I do understand that. That is why we are also interested. But um, I mean, you are the son of the burgomaster. Surely, oh. you must in enjoy your life here with your loving father. He seems like a happy gentleman. Yeah, he certainly seems it, doesn't he? My father you... is many things. Loving is never a word I would use to describe him and how he treats me. I am the disappointment of my family. I am the the bane of his existence. The failure of a son. He wishes that he could have had anyone else but me as his child. No, I would not describe my father as loving or wonderful. Oh, that is... I imagine they don't appreciate what can uh, be learned from spells. It's not just that. He, 
He insists on everyone walking around with a large smile plastered across their faces. If somehow that will keep us protected. No, no, no. The only way to, to stay safe is to get out of here, to get as far away from this place as possible. And that's what I intend to do, no matter the cost. I'm, I'm sorry. I, this is quite shocking. Um, I had no idea you, the, the Burgermaster might not have been a, a good man. Um, could you tell us more so we can navigate this town more, more safely? Stay as far away from him as you can. Don't do anything that might draw attention from the guards and just make sure you smile whenever you're in public. He has people who come to him and tell him things. People in town. There are a number of people who he pays for information to watch their friends, to, to report on their families. He's built this this climate of, of fear here. It's it's foul, and I hate it, and I hate him. I just want to get away from him, out from under his shadow, somewhere where I can be free. This uh, teleportation magic does seem very important. Then that's uh, I can understand your your passion about it. Of course, I and. Anyone who wants to leave with me, my plan is to try and open a, a true teleportation circle and get as many people who want to leave as, as I can. No one should have to stay here. Well, I think a good start of that is um, going somewhere safe for the time being. I'll take, you to, little I'll take you to the attic. I've been working on my spellcraft there. That's where I've been working on my, on my uh, early draft of the teleportation circle. I, I warn you, it's not working properly. Something's wrong with it. It's it's behaved strangely and it's not going very well. Is this um, at your your family manor? Yes. Yes. Do you think there will be a problem with us going inside? Will your, if your well, father is as bad as it, as, as you sound, couldn't will you he be just, okay with us? Couldn't you just use that magic again to make him not pay attention to you there? Yeah, well, yes, we could, but I mean, we'd rather avoid any such confrontations if possible. I just want, wondering if, if that is likely to be an issue. I could so try and I could try and convince him the guards would call for him for something and sneak you in or, or maybe I mean it's it's quite late he probably will be asleep this time of night or, or close to it. Oh, well that should be sufficient then um, but uh, General maybe you'd like to um disguise yourself? That uh, that sounds like a very good plan to me, and um, I'm sure you can make yourself uh, disappear as well. Now, my father spoke of a man who, who who summoned wings and flew from the the manor doors. He described him as wearing white and blue. Was that was that you delivering the message? That uh, that might have been me. Yeah, I uh, do want to disguise myself in the public these days. Not the best received. Can you can you really fly? Uh, I once a day I got it in me, but um, it takes a bit of effort. But I, I can if I absolutely need to. Oh, the spell only works once a day. I wonder if I could, if you could. I'm sorry. I I don't want to impose. Let's deal with the teleportation first, and then. I mean, I would love to learn to fly. That that sounds amazing. That sounds wonderful. Can I? Can I roll an inside if yeah. he's just playing us? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, of course you can. I'm surprised it's taken you guys this long to ask for an inside. Nah, I gotta trust him. 20. Yeah, Jonor. I was trusting him entirely. Jonor. <laughs> There's been a few things that as you reflect back, you don't think he's 
telling you everything. You get the sense that he's not told you any lies, but he's certainly not told you the whole story. When he spoke about his hatred for his father, there was real venom there. You believe that 100%, and that was the full full story. He, he loathes his father. When he said about the teleportation circle not working and malfunctioning, something about that, there's something he's not telling you around that. There's more to that story. There was a look of almost guilt that crossed his face when he said that. Um, you don't get the sense he's playing you at all. If anything, he seems like a rather nervous 16-year-old boy who has just been told that what he wants can be can be given to him. He can what he needs to know can be taught. He is excited, he is nervous, and more importantly, you get the sense he's hopeful in a way that it doesn't seem he has been for some time. There's a real hope suddenly kindling there. But yeah, Definitely, there's some things he hasn't shared. Definitely, you get that sense strongly with the inside of 20. That that look of guilt when he said the portal was malfunctioning, there's something there. It surely can't be worse in the bakery. <laughs> surely. <laughs> uh, At least there's not children in the teleportation circle. Master Skywalker. <laughs> uh, every time. Well, if we're going to go in there, um, you know I'm not going to be well received. Um, I could disguise myself, but it's uh, quite dangerous for me to go in there. Is there another way? Maybe you can, if we go to somewhere not in your manor, could we go to a similar location you've described? And once we've worked on the theoretical side, then we could get to the practical of how you've done your specific uh, insignias on the ground. You know, um, work through those finer points. Yes, uh, I'm sure we could do that. I could fetch some of the books that I've been I've been trying to learn from, and I can show you the teleportation circle I copied. Because uh, I copied it from some pages. The, the problem was the book's a bit damaged, and so not all of the... Uh, no, I, I can fetch the books, and I could meet you back here, or maybe somewhere more private. Oh, well, somewhere where, uh, a place where, you know, the, the authority in the town isn't going to obstruct us. Um, you might know a couple of hiding spots, you know, um, growing up here. I, I don't go outside very often. I, I spend most of my time up in the attic. Uh, cool. I'm not sure. Um, I think uh, it might be worth to check out his his, his, his circle if you can discuss it. We may, we may learn something about his magic if we go into the manor attic. Yeah, all right. Look, I'll, I'll trust you this time. I hope uh, you appreciate I'm, I'm doing that. I'm putting myself in danger. Oh, yes, no, no, of course. I, I will do my best to make sure that you can get inside without any problems. Uh, I, I will make sure my father is distracted. No, I really, really appreciate this. And, and maybe maybe once my father has, has calmed down a bit, I can explain that you were merely a, a powerful practitioner of magic seeking. No, he wouldn't understand. Yeah, the um, the 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 wizard trying to speak to other wizards didn't didn't fly before. I would say. You're right. My father's a small-minded buffoon. Um, please. Who, uh, who would? Uh, I can uh, change myself to look like another person. Who would you go out to see at this time of night and bring back in a guard? Oh, never. Or... No, no, no. I've, I I I never leave uh, the the manor this this late. Uh, I'm hoping no one's noticed my absence. I snuck out through the upper window, and um, I, 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 I would have died if it wasn't for a featherfall spell that I quickly 
was able to, to cast could have been could have been the end for me actually. All right. Well, I'll uh, disguise myself as a guard of a, a female guard, slightly shorter, okay. and um, we'll get we'll go back in the same way you, you you came out. No, no problem. Great. I'll lead you there right now. Sounds good. We'll be stealthy about it. Perfect. Alrighty. I think that is a pretty good place to wrap up for tonight because everything else I want a nice big old block of time <laughs> to do properly. Um, awesome. Okay. Very, very nicely done. This so is going to be very... It's gonna be it's very. Not, it's not just a quick trip in, check out his circle, learn some stuff, get out. No, just yeah, 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 quick squeeze, yeah. Quick yeah, yeah, just a drive by. No, this will be this will be interesting. I'm looking forward to this. Um, also, well, thank you so much, everybody. For those of you who are joining us live, thank you so much. We really appreciate you stopping by. Those of you who are watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast, we also really appreciate you guys checking it out. Um, YouTubers, if you can make sure you hit that subscribe button, like button, just leave a comment. Just do it. Just do it. Stop being stupid about it. Just thank, hit thank the you. button. Thank you. Not, we don't have to be that yeah, aggressive. We can, we can turn it back a bit. Okay. Wimp? Huh? We can, we can reel it back in a bit. We can really reel that back in. Um, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Make sure if, you're, uh, if you've played D&D or any other RPG and you've got a really fun story you want to share, chuck it in the comments and I'll read it out at the beginning of the next episode. Um, that is all from us here tonight. Until next time, stay safe. My dog's wishing you good night as well. Stay safe, stay well, and we will see you all again really soon. Until then, farewell, everybody. Goodbye! Bye, friends! Bye-bye!